You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, y'all? Another episode of First and Foxborough Patriots Vikings preview. Check this out. It's going to be probably the, the first big game of, of the, well, no, no, not the first big game of the season, but the first one that I think is going to really show us where this Patriots team actually is on both sides of the ball, really, I would say, offense and defense. And joining me to talk about it, you know, we're going to talk about some Patriots here, but we're just going to also, uh, you know, just just chat it up. It's been a little while. Our guy at WEEI, Christian Arcan, just joined us, what, a couple of weeks ago? Last week. Right. Last week was my first week. I'm on my second week. <laughs> there we go. Week number two. Man, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to see uh, that uh, Sunday service bump I gave you back in the day has uh, launched you to the uh, to the heights you're at now, which is always uh, always nice to see. <laughs> exactly. So, so you know what? Just a little bit of backstory here. So when I was first you know, kind of starting out with uh, Boston.com last yeah. year, like I was That's just getting into training camp, that yeah. uh, Christian Arcan gave me my first local radio hit back when he was over at the other station in town of which we do not speak. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really all about that. 98.5 sports. Hub. It's okay. It's okay to say it. Um, but yeah, Arcan gave me my, my first couple of local hits brought me on Sunday service. And so uh, if, if you have a problem with this show and you're tired of listening to me every day, blame that guy. That, <laughs> it, it's your fault. That's right. Actually, I I hit up the other uh the Kari Thompson. I hit up first. Yeah. He said, "Nope, that's not me. You'd want this guy." And now he has your old job, which is so weird. <laughs> oh my god. And, and I mean, it's it's funny because everybody will say that like, "Wait, you changed jobs?" It's like, "I told you I changed jobs." It'll be like sharing stuff that I did on boston.com because I was there for yep. like a, you know, a little bit more than a year. And so they're just like, "Oh yeah, we got to talk about like this thing you wrote." And I'm like, "I ain't write that." I'm doing something different, but it's funny because sometimes that, you know, his stuff will get shared on our Slack channels and I'm like, what are you talking? I didn't write that. I didn't tweet (laughs) that. And I'm like, ah, it even gets me sometimes. I'm getting that now with uh, Fourier. I'm working on the show with Ah. Maloney, Christian Fourier, Mega, Mega, and it's rare that you, I mean, it's very rare you could walk into the situation where there's two Kyrie Thompsons, Kyrie Thompsons. It's also rare that there's two Christians. You rarely see two Christians anywhere, and people named Christian. Uh, so that's been that's been weird and annoying this first week, but we'll get over it. 
They just yeah. call me Arkan now. It's easier that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. Right. And so, like, have, I think you've been like, your Twitter handles like been. Oh, oh so and actually, your, your Twitter handle is Christian Arkan. But yeah, it's like I, I feel like for the longest time, like it was just Arkan anyway. Um, but yeah, it's like especially now, it's like, hey, Christian, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> And he's obviously been there working with them longer, so he's Christian, and I'm the new guy. So exactly, know, I, I exactly. Assume they're talking to him. <laughs> it was like eh, Arkham. Arkham's a good last name. I mean, it's very, it's very unique. It's memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah, French Canadian. I'm mostly Italian, my background, but uh, my father's side of the family uh, came down from came down from Montreal. So <laughs> that's that's where Arkham comes from. There we go. It's it's interesting because we actually went to a wedding last week with some folks who uh, were originally like from the Quebec or, or like there are some people that, that still live up there. I'd mm. never been that close to the Canadian border. You go <laughs> up there at all? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been up to Montreal for a couple bachelor parties and they were, uh, they were all really fun. That's a great place to go for a bachelor party. If you ever have a friend who's thinking about a place to throw in. Hey, all right. We'll keep that in <laughs> mind. Yeah. I, I need to go up to Toronto because I need to see the Royal Tyrell museum where they've got, all the dinosaur fossils at see because you, you know that that's that's my thing don't know if you ever heard this arcan but uh i used to uh have a career in dinosaurs so yeah kind of i didn't know that i knew you used to work at gbh i didn't know you were a dinosaur oh so you don't know that i had no idea no i used to have a career working with dinosaurs man wow uh, so so yeah i gotta go up to the royal tyrell museum see what it's about i actually met one of the guys who wrote <clears> the show up there one time in another life so uh, I got, got to see all their tyrannosaurs and all the good stuff they got up there. But look, okay, before we get too far off the rails, we got to get okay, to Okay, let's not, but hand. I do at some point want to hear about this dinosaur career. So yes, not yes. now, but at some point oh. you got to tell me about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. As a matter of fact, if I, if I get another appearance on Morloni, Fourier, and Mego, then, then maybe we should devote like one of the segments to that. Just Definitely. like, okay, dinosaur question of the week. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> hey, look, I just spawned a segment idea for you. I know Fourier be into it. He loves he loves random stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, when the, the first time I went on, he was the one who was like immediately, yeah, let's go. Let, let's let's ask about this dinosaur thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm always <laughs> in. I'm always down. Okay. Awesome. Let's talk about let's talk about the important stuff. Matter at hand, the New England Patriots. Now Coming out of the bye week, um, that was not necessarily the performance that that uh, everybody was hoping for, but it got the W against the New York Jets. Big divisional win, bumps you up a spot in the playoffs, and just generally, I mean, a win's better than a loss, right? I mean, just keep you in the hunt, give you something to build off of. But when you, <laughs> coming out of that game, how were you feeling in terms of, this Patriots team and what the outlook is, did it make you feel better or did it make you feel like, Oh shit, this offense sucks. I felt the same as I felt going into the game, you know, and it's sort of the same way I feel about the jets. Like these are two teams with great defenses and good coaching. I think Sal is a good coach and yeah. uh, I like his sort of message. I like this message leading into the week. I think that they have a lot going for them there, but offensively, there's just nothing to hang your hat on with either team. I mean, that's, you know, that's sort of what the what the deal is with both these teams. Wilson's worse than Mac Jones. I think we learned that on Sunday. Oh, by far. I mean, not, not even know. in the same realm. Well, you look at their numbers and they're not that far off. Like, you know, Wilson doesn't have as many picks as Mac Jones does this year and their yards are about the same. I know they both missed time, but like 
you know, you watch that game and you saw Wilson struggling to throw a basic screen pass in the backfield. And you're saying, well, this guy can't play in the NFL. At least you think Mac Jones can play in the NFL. But I, I also think that, you know, teams like that, it's very hard to take seriously. And that's yeah. sort of where I am with the Patriots. It's hard to take them seriously with an offense that can't do anything and hasn't been able to do anything for about a month now. And that's not to say that the team hasn't scored points. Like, they've scored points, but Mac Jones has, what, one touchdown in his last three games, one touchdown drive in three games? Like, that's horrific. And the Jets are a good defense, so I don't want to take anything away from them. But you ask, like, what the – what the feeling is with the team right now. I feel like they're a team that has to rely completely on their defense. And if you look back the last couple of years, this defense isn't always a 17 game schedule defense. Like they'll play great in the first half. And then in the second half or, you know, last third or quarter of the season, they run out of gas or they, you know, get overwhelmed by better teams. And if you look at the schedule right now for the Patriots, I feel like we're about to hit a big wall of deja vu here in this last, uh, in the last month or two. Now, first of all, to be fair to Mac Jones, okay, he's he's led two touchdown Dude, drives sorry, in the yeah. last three weeks. Okay, you know, can't leave that other one out. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know what, man? Like I, I'm thinking about it. Like this time last year, so this was coming off the 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 snow globe win over in Buffalo, and I was on with you. And we were talking about this, and it's like, yeah, what, what, what's, uh, you know, how do we feel about this Patriots defense? That was back with, before they had the Colts game, and so it was like, oh yeah, I mean, they're they're killing it, right? They are they're the best team, the best defensive team in the league. I mean, look at what they're doing; they're dominating, and, and blah 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 blah. And then they get punched in the mouth right out of the bye, and they're just not the same after that. I mean, okay, they they rolled up on the Jaguars, but the Jaguars were terrible and they were starting a rookie quarterback. Everybody else they struggled against. And so that's kind of the feeling that I've been thinking about. Like that time of year, yeah, we felt great about the Patriots defense when they were slaying bumps every single week or or they they were beating teams that had a <laughs> bunch of injuries, right? They played, you know, the Titans without Derrick Henry, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. And so you're looking Browns at that and saying, they, it was a lot of stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're looking at that and say, I can't get too excited about what the Patriots' defense is doing. I do feel like what they're doing is potentially more impressive than it was last year just because we thought they were going to be worse because they let J.C. Jackson go, and you're wondering what the hell is going on with that and who's going to play opposite Matthew Judon. It's just all, all these questions. The linebackers are terrible, and they've – basically just gone on and did what they did last year. But now the question is, can they do that against the Vikings with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, et cetera? Can they do that against Kyler Murray when we've seen that they cannot stop quarterbacks who run? Can they do it against, I mean, the Raiders are terrible, but they still have a good skill position players on offense. And then you've got the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Bills twice. Like, can they do it against that? Well, I lean towards no, but I'll tell you tomorrow we'll find out. I think that's the perfect bellwether type of game for it. Because if you look at the Vikings, they've lost to Dallas. They lost to uh, Philadelphia. And I forget who their third loss was, but it's all against good defenses. They've lost to good defenses. Dallas has a good defense. Philly's got, I think, you know, top three defense. And uh, they, they've put up a ton of points against some other teams. They kind of remind me of the Patriots' defense, the Minnesota mm -hmm. offense, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. you'll see them beat up on bad teams, and you'll see 
the Vikings go out there and, and do what they do. I know Buffalo is a good defense. They did beat them. Yeah, yeah Buffalo, um, that was a good win. Yeah, that so I'll, I'll give them credit there. But, like, I, I think the Patriots have a chance now to show, all right, are we a great defense or are we a defense that can beat up on bad teams? Because the Vikings are that kind of offense. You know, they're the type of offense that struggles against great defenses. So you'll know. I mean, they'll they'll sort of get the, the sense, I think, early on in the game, what kind of uh, game it's going to be and what kind of defense they really are. And when you have – the Jeffersons and Thielens and, you know, Cook and Madison and these guys, these really great skill position players mm -hmm. and a quarterback who is better than your quarterback, but certainly not a guy that anyone considers a elite, you know, top tier QB and Kirk Cousins. Then uh, that's that's, I think, a perfect bellwether. They're not exactly like the Bills. They're not exactly like the Bengals and the other teams you mentioned on the schedule, but they're so much better and so vastly superior to the Colts with Ellinger and no Jonathan Taylor to the Jets with Zach Wilson to the yeah. Steelers with uh, whoever that Pickett or uh, Trubisky doesn't matter which one they which quarterback they bum they no, put out there matter. but that's who the Patriots have beaten the Patriots haven't beaten a great quarterback yet they lost to Jackson they lost to Rodgers they lost to Tua uh, they did a good job against Tua but they still lost that game um, you know this is uh, this is to me I mean you're week eleven week twelve here like we're we're far enough into the season that they should know more about themselves than they do. And it's a little scary that they're going to have to figure it all out tomorrow. You know, it, the interesting thing is like on, on the defensive side of the ball, I do feel like they know more or less what they are, what they do well. And they've been pretty consistent about that. Now it's just about, okay, what does it look like against comp, you know, better competition? Because yeah. I mean, you play who's on the schedule. You can't control that part. You know what I mean? But they seem to have an identity and a way that they play. And they also have more consistent coaching. I mean, the coaching uh, situation might be, again, kind of weird with the whole co-coordinator-ish, whatever thing they've got. But that, I feel like they, they have something over there that they can hang their hat on. The offense, Arkan, I don't know. I don't know what they don't know. No. As a matter of fact, not that I don't know what their identity is. They don't have one. And they showed that to, to me, they showed that in this last game, that they do not have anything that they can hang their hat on, right? They show up a couple of different wrinkles, right? They do the full house thing with the, with the two tight ends and they get a couple nice plays off of that. They busted out a, a, a bootleg off an outside zone. I was like, I haven't seen that since training camp and it worked. Yeah. And then they immediately go away from it and they go back to doing the same crap. That's not been working for them. Shotgun, Four downfield, four outs, 12 yards down the field, one check down and sack. And you're just like, what is going on with you right now? It's so, so maddening. Do you have, is there anything that they have done? It, like whether last Sunday or that they've done recently, what have you, that gives you any encouragement that they can just score enough points to stay competitive on um. our yeah, I'd say last week, you know, and Bill talked about it, they moved the ball. You know, that's something. Mac had a decent day. If you just look at his numbers, they can't finish drives. That's the problem. Like, they cannot finish drives, and that's been going on for a while now. Uh, this offense gets in the red zone. They're historically bad. Like, it's uh, it's sad. And, you know, you ask, like, about things to be optimistic about with the offense. There were a lot of things last year that I was optimistic about coming into this year. Like, uh, in the red zone, for example – I thought that Mac Jones and Hunter Henry had a great connection and a great chemistry. And 
last year when they got into the red zone, you felt pretty good about the fact that if Henry could get open, Mac was going to find them and they were going to score a touchdown. Like, what do you have, eight or nine touchdowns last year? Like, he was he was yeah. a real contributor. And this year, he's a ghost. You know, it's just, it's nothing. And there were times this season where you saw sparks from Ramondre Stevenson, for example. He's been nowhere for the last three weeks because opposing defenses know just zero in on him. No one else is getting open. No one else can do anything. Uh, Jacoby Myers, another guy, Mack will lean on him and target him 16 times. In this Jets game, you notice he spread the ball out a lot. A lot of different guys caught balls. And I think that's a step in the right direction because Jacoby Myers, God bless him, is not good enough to be, you know, taking in a DeAndre Hopkins t- number of targets. Yeah. It's just that's not that's not going to work for him. It's not going to work for the team. They brought in all these sort of, you know, B-level receivers to make things tougher on opposing defenses. So staring one guy down, I think was – I remember that game thinking, man, like this is this offense is really stuck. If, if they're just stuck on two guys when they have all these other pass catchers. And I got to blame the coaching for that. I'm sorry. Like, I've seen a lot of defensive Mac Jones, and I think some of it makes sense. And I think some of it's way over the top. He's made mistakes, too. I don't think he's had some perfect season. But ultimately, what's led to this situation that they're all in, I think, is uh, the offensive coordinator uh, void that's left there. And trying to fill it with two guys who that's not what they're what they're known for, and that's not what they do. And for a second year quarterback who was a pro bowler last year, you know, like he was he was a good player last year. This year he's a bottom quarterback. I mean, he's he's in the bottom, very bottom, basically. What is he? Thirtieth, thirty first? Like he's in, in ter- he's down in at the bottom like in the NFL. He's he's down there. Like and he, that's- he is a bottom half of the league player. And that happens sometimes. Like Baker Mayfield was the rookie of the year, and he never got back to that. And that's, you know, sometimes that happens. I don't part of it was because what did they end up doing in Baker Mayfield's second year? They gave him Freddie Kitchens as his head coach. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big part of it right there. And I also think Baker got a, you know, big head about it. I don't think that's happening with Mac. I think Mac did what he was supposed to do in the offseason. He, you know, worked out, got bigger. Um, from all reports, he was bringing his receivers around and they were all working out all summer. And like, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, I don't think that his attitude was the problem. I just think that they've really not put him in a situation where he can succeed. And, you know, he's sort of out there flailing in the wind, not to mention this injury that he suffered early in the year, which I still don't think he's fully recovered from. Um, I think there's, uh, there's a lot going against him. And I don't think it's all his fault. Now, when he gets into the game, you still got to make the plays and you got to make the throws and you got to go through your progressions and process everything. And I feel like that's gotten worse this year. I feel like that's gotten worse. And I don't know that that's 100% the coach's fault, but, you know, it's rare to see a guy just lose a skill he had, you know, from the previous year. It's rare for that to just, you know, like disappear out of his brain. I think that that is partly coaching because Mac Jones is a very detail-oriented guy. He wants to know, okay, not just okay, A, B, C. What am I supposed to be reading, and 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 uh, you know, what are my options? But why? Why are those my options? What do I need to look for? Why do my eyes start here? And I don't know that he has the coaching to really help him get all those processes down correctly. And you know what? Like I've. I think, yeah, I think that he clearly has looked less than comfortable, less comfortable than he did last season when I think he had a guy who could tell you exactly what he was supposed to be doing on every single play because he built that offense for like, what, 20 years or or however long that he was here and, and, you know, constructing it and, and changing it, working on it with 
Tom Brady. And yeah, maybe they scaled some of it back, but he could tell you everything you needed to know. And the other thing is that, that again, I think that there were just core principles in that offense and in that system that Mac Jones could lean on, Josh McDaniels could lean on. Right here, I, I don't, they don't have any of that. It, it feels like they're more like play connoisseurs to me <laughs> in, in, instead of like play callers. There's like, oh, that play looks cool or something like that. And, and they have this idea that, oh, well, if you just run the play as it's called, then it'll work. Just everybody needs to execute. And that's nice, except for this play continues to not work. And it continues right. to not work for a number of reasons. And I and, and the, the creativity is also just, oh, like I'm looking at some of the RPOs that they've done. Well, not some of the RPOs. They run one kind of RPO. They run, oh, yeah, fake zone read, handoff, and bubble screen. That's the only thing that they do. Why weren't you raiding the Dolphins pantry during the bye week? <laughs> And yeah. looking at every RPO that they could do, let, let's do some of that. And so I do think it's a coaching problem. And I, I think, though, that if you if you want to boil this down for Mac Jones, though, sure, it's not all his fault. And I think that he played arguably his best game of the year this past Sunday. Which is I mean, sad because they didn't score a touchdown, but I think you're right. Yeah, and, and, see, and see, that's the thing, right? It's going to yeah. get dinged because the offense only scored three points. Some of that, though, is penalties, which are not Mac Jones's fault. I do put two of those sacks, two of the six sacks on Mac, where it's like, okay, I think you could have done something with that. But even so, the pressure that he's facing and the amount of time he has to operate is still just, it, it's not great. And, and it's not something you could just say like, oh, yeah, well, Mac Jones is just terrible. Why doesn't he airmail it into the front row and, and you know get an intentional grounding penalty? Why isn't he stepping up in the pocket? Sometimes he's trying to step up in the pocket. He ain't got nowhere to go. And so you got to look at that in totality. But what you can say to me is Mac Jones, he's not worse. He's not the worst. He can clearly play in the NFL. But what it seems like he cannot do is take a bad situation and make it look good. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that because, I mean, think about it. The offense isn't that different from last year. You know, you still got all those free agency signed two years ago. You still got Aguilar. You still got Bourne. You still got Myers. You still got Stevenson and Harris and Henry and Smith and all these guys. You know, like the only real change was what? Devontae Parker, like Tyquan mm -hmm. Thornton, the, the draft pick. Like you got two new receivers and that's really it. Like you didn't – they didn't transform the offense in such a way that – you know, okay, now it's going to be all about this, or it's going to be all about, you know, something that's completely different because of the personnel that they have. They have the same personnel, an offense that was not super impressive last year, but certainly functional. And they've just kind of molded it into this dysfunctional mess that it is this year. And that's, yeah. that's such a failure of coaching all the way around. And, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, you can't really blame Patricia and judge because, it's not what they do. You know, it's like the scorpion and the frog, Like you know, the scorpion's going to sting you because that's what they do. Matt Patricia's not going to be a great offensive coordinator because it's not what he is. You know, he's a, he's a scorpion or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's certain. I kind of agree with that. And I put and so that whose on, fault on, is that then? What? And so then whose fault is that then? Bill Belichick's a hundred percent. It's Bill Belichick. And you know what? He told, he told us all at the beginning of the year, he said, if this doesn't work out, it's on me guys. This is all my calls, all my picks, everything that I'm sort of doing here is uh is all me and i mean 
look at who the employees are. It's his kids. It's his ex-coordinators. It's guys who played for him. It's not anybody with an original thought on offense, like not one person, you know, maybe outside of Troy Brown or somebody like that, but not anybody in a position of, of real power there who has some kind of new innovative thoughts on how to run an offense. It's Matt Patricia and Joe Judge doing something they've never done before. And it's just, you know, like I, I think that that's so – ridiculous you know i know this has been beaten to death over the the, from the training camp up until right now but you know the more time goes by and the more weeks come out where you see mac jones just as a shell of himself from last year you just start to wonder like when is enough enough with this how much further do we need to see this through yeah and and so real real quick before we kind of wrap things up has this year changed your expectations for Mac Jones in terms of whether or not he is the guy that the Patriots should build around. Do you think, do you think he can still be the guy that he can be salvaged or do you think the Patriots need to be looking at another quarterback? Um, That's a tough question because I think, you know, Bill Belichick only has a finite amount of years left uh, coaching in the NFL. And if we're talking about, you know, what, what he's thinking, he's thinking, I want to beat Don Shula's record and I want to be a playoff team and I want to try and, you know, get back at Tom Brady who won that Super Bowl and do all that before my time's up here in the NFL, which I don't know how many more years he plans to coach. I, I know he made that Marv Levy quote and then he walked it back. So maybe there's a whole nother decade of Bill coming up and I'm, you know, whistling, I'm, I'm, I'm totally wrong. But uh, if that's what he's thinking, then you have to make a decision on Mac Jones pretty quickly because – if you're if you're like me, I mean, you see a guy, a quarterback in particular, have a season where he steps back that much. It's really rare to see him bounce back and become a good quarterback again. You know, like you don't you don't see that story play out very often. You see guys have a good rookie year, you know, have a breakout year and then fall off and then never get back to it. And I think that that's a real legitimate fear with Mac. John. I hate to say it because I like Mac, but I think that's a legitimate fear with him that what you saw his rookie year is going to be the best you ever see with him, not because he doesn't have the skill or ability, but because this year ruined him. This year stunted his growth, stunted his progress, and, you know, really uh, I think is very possible, um, completely derailed what could have been a promising NFL career. I think that that's absolutely on the table. And if it is, then the Patriots, first of all, have to own that. They have to own the fact that they ruined this kid. And then, yeah, they got to go back out, find another quarterback either in the draft or trade for one or something, and really rethink the way that they uh, talk about offense on this team and in this organization, so long as Bill Belichick is still in charge. Yes. I think that, for me, it's not over for Mac Jones necessarily, but I feel like the way the league is set up a lot of times, the year three is going to be the one that – really defines what a quarterback is like like are are you going to make this leap for real are you going to be a really good NFL quarterback and i mean they've got the cap space to to make some upgrades and and, and they can they can make a couple of moves and they can change things but man if they if they don't change the coaching if they don't do what they need to do to do right by Mac Jones because i would be i'm a, just keep it real i think they've done him dirty with what they've done for, for, for this, from a coaching perspective, if they don't do right by him, then yeah, they, they will have completely wasted that pick to me. And that would be a shame because it's not that I think 
he is necessarily going to be the best quarterback in football. I don't know that I ever thought that even coming out and being a Chicago bears fan, uh, you know, kind of before getting into this job, you know, kind of getting into this role. Uh, I did not want the Chicago bears drafting Mac Jones, you know, or like trading up for him or any of that. Right. But watching him through his rookie season and really just off the bat, I knew that guy could play in the NFL and I knew that he could probably be a top 10 quarterback, like, like towards the lower end. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, that's kind of how I saw it. And that's a guy that you can probably win with maybe slash a little bit because of, but he's just not going to be that super high upside. Oh my God. Look at, look at how, how he's just like turning terrible plays into plus plays, but I don't know. They, they, they've got to do right by him next year. Now to finish things up, what do you think happens with this team for the second half of the season? Do they make the playoffs? What's their final win total? Um, I don't think they're a playoff team. Um, I think they'll win a couple of games down the stretch here, probably finish like eight and nine. I don't, I don't feel great about these Buffalo matchups. I know the bills have been vulnerable this year, but uh, I'm just not, I'm, I can't get there. I just, I can't get there against good teams against, you know, the really good teams in the AFC and the team like the Vikings. Like it's just hard for me to envision uh, this team. That's just so unbalanced uh, really putting up a fight, you know, like it, it maybe putting up a fight's the wrong word because a good defense can neutralize a good offense. Like we've seen that before. Um, and the Patriots defense I think is good. I don't know if they're great. I don't know if they're good enough to go out there and, uh, and, and shut down Josh Allen and shut down Justin Jefferson and, you know, Burrow and all those guys in Cincinnati and everybody else. Uh, but I will say last year, there was some times where, you know, the defense was getting burned and there was Dante Hightower and some old guys getting getting burned up the sidelines and those guys aren't there anymore. So, I mean, not that Dante Hightower was some guy holding them back or anything, but they did bring some new blood in. And I haven't seen a lot of that outside of the, really the uh, Baltimore game so far this season. So um, I think that uh, the defense will keep them in games, but I just I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing the offense and really just a team that's so unbalanced uh, defensively, you know, all their strengths and their defense and really nothing to hang your hat on offensively. And one other thing real quick, we beat up on Mac Jones a lot here on this podcast, but I do think the offensive line's not helping him either. I think that if he had more time and was able to sort of, you know, not be rushed as much as he has been, he's been he under suck siege. right now. Yeah. For the last month. I mean, he did Mac's been under siege like the whole game. So, you know, that's another part of it that I just wanted to throw out there, but do you see that getting any better? David Andrews has this nagging injury. The Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown thing is just a rotating Yadni could just nightmare where like, yeah, well, you know, I don't nothing... know if they're going to be worrying about Isaiah Wynn anymore, because yeah. I, honestly, I feel like that injury, that's probably it. Me, me personally, I feel like that might be it for him as a Patriot. I don't know that he plays another down for them. I think that's done. But then you're talking about, I mean, unless like Trent Brown or Kajust gets hurt. Right. But then, yeah, Andrews, maybe he plays Thursday. Maybe he waits another week or two or what have you. But, yeah, I mean, he's not 100% now. So to answer your question, no, this offensive line is not going to get a whole lot better. It's probably yeah. not going to be very good. And so this is Mac Jones's reality now. Yeah, so unless that snaps into place real quick, unless Skarnecki comes out of retirement again and, uh, you know, joins the coaching staff again, I just I have a hard time seeing that improving enough that they can really contend down the stretch. So I'm going to say eight and nine. I say they missed the playoffs by a couple of games and, you know, I don't think the jets make the playoffs either, but 
uh, it's going to be, you know, Miami and Buffalo. And I think those two are going to be, those two are going to be a problem for the Patriots for a long time. And I think this is going to be the first year where you really realize that. Yep. Very well could be. I I'm I've leaned uh, since the start of the season, more nine and eight, but again, still not sure if that gets you in the playoffs. We shall see. Thursday night is going to be a big, big decider in what ends up happening there. So we are going to we're going to be checking it out. We're going to be monitoring it. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Hopefully Christian I'll still Arcan. be awake by 830. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm know, right. out. <laughs> yeah no, seriously, that, that's a tough thing, man. When you got kids, normally I'm putting I'm putting mine down around eight or eight thirty. Like I'm going to, I'm going to need some help on that one. Going to have to switch the bedtime routine so yeah. that I can make sure I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the game properly. But uh, yo, Christian Arcan of WEEI, the Merloni 4A Mego show. Thank you so much for joining uh, it was my me pleasure. Today. Thanks for having me. Uh, come back anytime. Yes, absolutely. Anytime you come back on my show, anytime. Yeah, for course. sure. <laughs> you have to bring me, you have to bring me on your show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we can make that happen. I think. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's do it. You know where to find me. All right, man. Thank cool. you so much. See you later.